Welcome to Bucket Stop Blog, where I ask everyone the same question and record the conversation. The question is, let's talk about your perfect day, however you interpret the word perfect. Write down everything you want to do, then take a step back and split your perfect 24 hours into four buckets or priorities. Don't think about money, reality, or logic. Make it as perfect as you want. Don't think of it as your last 24 hours either. Think of it as the same 24 hours you'd live again and again to experience a full life of happiness and fulfillment. Today's episode is with a really good friend of mine, James. He's an individual I look up to, and I mean that figuratively and physically because he's almost about a foot taller than me. We met during a previous contract I was working on, and he made it very clear that we were going to be friends. He was persistent in bringing me out to lunch with him almost every day, if not every day. And we grew closer even after I left that company and that contract. We created a tradition of board games and dinners monthly, yet we rarely ever get around to playing board games. He is a man who wears his heart on his sleeve just to make sure his wife can see it. The love he has for his wife, his video games and comic books, and Star Wars movies is so evident that I have reached the point of jealousy. And, and I don't mean for the Star Wars. I'm jealous that he lives life at full authenticity without regret or fear of the perception of others. I also learned that there is value in living a life without a distinct plan. If you are living it with the people you love, and that's a huge requirement. Coming from such a structured mindset, I grew into the habit of thinking through every life decision and making use of every minute of the day. Productivity became my vice. With his influence, I realized it's okay to think otherwise. There is such a thing as a healthy balance between the two. And so I hope you enjoy this conversation that I had with James. Okay, so my first one is going to start in the morning. Now, this is, this is a pure hypothetical I wake up, eh, call it 7 a.m. For the first time since I graduated college, I'm not tired when I wake up. What happened? Who knows? But I'm not sleepy. We get up. I make I make it, Caitlin and me some breakfast, and we watch um, cartoons on either like Amazon or Netflix or whatever, just like classic Saturday morning style cartoons where it's like it's nostalgic, but like the writing was also good, and it's just an enjoyable just relaxing time together start of the day but it's at like seven so we're not really like missing any of the day by just simply spending time with each other so would you say uh i don't mean to interrupt i think you're at a stopping point but would you yeah, say yeah, no. it's, it's a little boring but it's, no it's no i don't think it's today i don't think it's boring i think um in in terms of categorizing it would you categorize it more towards the time you're spending with your wife or more towards the entertainment portion the actual cartoons oh easily the time i'm spending with my wife okay um it's one of those things like okay i thoroughly enjoy cartoons as you well know and said listeners now know that's why i had Um, to ask because i wasn't sure if you were putting cartoons before your wife there is not there is not a single action in my life that I would not find more enjoyable or is accentuated by the presence of my of my wife her being with me doing things that I find enjoyable makes them just exponentially more enjoyable. Hold on, hold on. It's she, not just it, like, oh, I'm having fun. It's soul enjoyment. Is she sitting right next to you? Nope. Okay, okay. I, I had to make sure you weren't just sucking it up just for her sitting right next to you. Yeah, I would, I would probably pull back if she was here. Okay, okay. If she would give me a face saying I was being too cheesy or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm sure she'll listen to this and think you're cheesy anyway. 
Uh, yeah, she knows me. Okay. She did marry me, so she knows who she married. How long have you been married? Just so anybody else should uh, know. We, we've, only, we've only been married for about a year and a half, but we've been together for roughly seven years. Okay, okay. Just good for content. Context, also. Um, yeah. All right, so you're watching cartoons. You're done with the cartoons, and you go into... Um, probably, I think it would be really nice after that, in a perfect day, to then kind of take the dogs to the dog park. Let them be dogs, because they're kenneled up so much during the day. Oh, and by the way, just for details sake, it's like highs of 50 out. So it's co- like cooler, but not freezing outside because my Husky can't do hot cause she'll die. So, you know, it's cold. I get to wear sweaters. I love wearing sweaters. I love being comfortable. I'm so much more of a comfortable over fashion type of a person. So I just get to like throw on my thick sweater take my dogs to the park and let them just be dogs. And yet again, just hanging out with my wife, we're walking around the dog park, letting our dogs run in and out of said puddles, getting super dirty, having the time of their life. Yeah, That that, would be the next ideal thing to do for me. Yeah, well, so I'll ask the question again, is the second bucket, and I I think I know the answer, but is the second bucket more towards being outdoors and the perfect temperatures and the weather and sunshine, or is it time with the dogs? I would lean, well, it's definitely time with the dogs. There's yep. no question about that. But it's one of those things, it's like, the, I enjoy the time with the dogs, but it is accentuated by the weather, not the other way around. Of course, yeah. Yeah, I, I figured that'd be the answer, but I just wanted to make sure, uh, because most, my dogs. there are some people out there who would prefer being in the perfect uh, outdoors, camping, hiking, and if the dog just happens to be around, that's okay. But if not, they're they're still happy. So, would you be no, happy? Well, would you be happy if you're outside? A, in in, a, in an ideal day for me, like there's a there's a vacation mindset that would go into certain things. Like, oh, I would love to be like we took our one year trip up in up to Banff in Canada, and that was amazing. We woke up with like kind of with the sun, went on hikes. It was just super amazing being outside. But like, if I'm just honestly, if I'm just picking a perfect day, I'm just like taking things easy, just enjoying life as it comes at me. It would be awesome to do what the things I'm describing, like in a place as pretty as Canada. But that isn't the criteria for a perfect day. Oh, okay. Well, you know what sticks out to me as you were describing that was kind of the point where you say you're just taking life as it comes. So, if you are in your perfect day, are would you say you're you're not really planning anything at all? I wouldn't necessarily say we're pl- not planning things, but it's like, oh, hey, what do you want to do today? Like, there's only like, hey, we want to go to the dog park. Well, we don't have we don't have any other responsibilities or things that we need to do. So it's like we can just go do this without worrying about, oh, when are we going to get back? Because we have to make it to X, Y, or Z, or, or for whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And Just, especially with Caitlin's job, everything, there's so much that needs to be done all the time because teaching is, as you know, an incredibly time-consuming job. Mm-hmm. So in ideal days, we just don't have to do those things. And my ideal day will always be the weekend because as also, as you know, because you've done both of those careers, like engineering is not a low stress job. 
so it's nice to just get away from all of it and just do things outside of responsibility. Yeah. Okay, so then the next question is, if if the perfect day is outside of responsibility, would it would it be too much to live an entire lifetime of no responsibility? Or do you still need that other side of the spectrum, the stress, the... You still need the other side of the spectrum, but its severity could be extremely limited, um, as in, like, pulled back a lot. Um, because it's like, okay, if every day's vacation, then no day's vacation. Mm-hmm. But at the same time... And I understand that in this in, in this kind of like comparison that these are different places and their economies and their wor- essentially their world runs differently. But places like France, I think, run a, either a 30 or 35-hour work week. And that means they have an hour to an hour and a half more every single day to be at home with their family or do whatever they want to do. And they are just as productive as we are. Mm-hmm. So it... By it, like, people in Europe just get significantly more vacation than we do. It's not; it's like a minimum of a month, I think, overall. And what the highest ups in any American company gets about three weeks of actual vacation, starting until like ten years in a company, you only get two weeks to two and a half weeks. Like, there is a significant difference there. Mm-hmm. So, I know this kind of just took a turn, um, but with still having responsibility, but having it be a smaller part of your life would be significantly more ideal than kind of the way it is now. I think you would still appreciate like the responsibility less times or the, uh, what you have to do. Like if you have various tasks or chores that you have to do, you would appreciate the times away from those just as much if there was less of if there was less of the priority list. I completely agree with Does that you. Make sense? Yeah, no, I I think that's why I decided to have this conversation with so many different people is because we as a as a society as as us we, we need to find that sense of balance what the the non responsibility versus the stress like we need both of it and if we constantly work. Uh, work, 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 work. We'll, we'll never have that sense of um, freedom. We're always longing mm-hmm. to have those extra PTO days. And, but, but I also understand that it's okay to be imbalanced. Like you can have work, 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 as long as you have a sole objective uh, that you agree with, and 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 it fulfills yourself with the intentions that you have in life. If you are mm-hmm. work, if you are working so much and putting those eighty hour weeks for something that you despise, then that's not the side of the spectrum I'm I'm encouraging, right? Or or even yeah. Understanding. And not to mention, when you are off of work in those instances, you're not now doing things you want to do. All you're doing is recovering. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You never. You're just disconnecting, so you can for, for the sole purpose of sole purpose of disconnecting but you, you you still yes you're just doing it to supplement the the career you hate yeah yeah well yeah and and what i'm seeking in my life is those two things either balance right balance of having a family and a job and mm-hmm. the the ability to work out and to spend time with the family or 
the imbalance of putting in the time to do something that um, satisfies the world, so to speak, you know? Something with yeah. very good intentions, uh, very um, good purpose. Fulfilling is essentially fulfilling. what you're looking for. You're looking yeah. for something for, to fulfill you. Right. And someone from my old job, was he had a very good reason for leaving the job. And it was, if he's going to spend 10 hours a day away from his kids, it has to be for a good reason. And if you're going to spend it in a career that you hate or a job that you hate or a company that you hate in those 10 hours, then you need to leave. There's no questions asked. See, I feel like there is a distinction that that he, he made there that doesn't necessarily apply to everybody, but everybody would still feel the same way. It's the job you hate. Mm-hmm. Like, say you just either dislike or put up with your job. There is a difference in, in degree there. So... There's a lot. There's a lot of people. I would probably say myself included. That's like I don't hate my job. It's just as far as things that I would want to do, it's still on the bottom of the list. Mm-hmm. But because I don't hate it, and it pays me, it pays me is easily the biggest reason why I'm like just have, having a job. Period. But there, like that's why, like say I would never just like boom quit. Because it's taking me away from Caitlin. Well, put it's yourself on hate it. Devil's advocate. Devil's advocate. You don't mm-hmm. hate it. You don't. You don't hate mm-hmm. it. That's that's for sure. But you don't love it. Mm-hmm. So no, of course not. Why not find that career or that company or whatever it is that you love? Mm-hmm. Why not make because that the effort? reasons? The reasons is kind of as easy as it can be. Um, I. I don't have the monetary means to just drop what I'm doing now and do something that I would love. It falls back onto the responsibility thing, but not something I'm willing to give up. Mm-hmm. I completely consider it my responsibility, and willingly so, mind you. This is not a forced-into situation to take care of my family. My mm-hmm. family right now is me, Caitlin, and the dogs. Like I don't have, We don't have kids yet. Right. But that doesn't mean we're not, this isn't my family. Mm-hmm. So I entirely want to provide for them. Yeah. So that's why I would never, I could never just quit and do, say, voice acting or whatever it may be. I'm sorry, what was that? You because said? That voice acting. Voice acting, gotcha. Yeah. Because it would, because that would be time away from earning money and providing for my family, and that would be an added stress on top of Caitlin that says, "Hey, by the way, for the next, just call it a year or whatever it may be, that's like I'm not going to be making any money, so it's all on you and the teacher salary to provide for us." Right. Yeah. Which yeah. I could I could never do to her. I could I could never do that to her. Mm-hmm. I I I see both sides of it, and and. You know what? I do encourage you to continue to b- provide for her, keep her in mind with your decisions, and um, but at the same time, I w- I would not want you to continue to do something you just don't hate. You know what I mean? Like there's so much yeah, more. Yeah, but that's that's why the things that I would say I necessarily would get a lot of enjoyment out of. I am willing to make them more of a hobby than a career path. Right, so you could still scratch the box, or what's what, scratch the itch, check the box, and still provide. Yeah, your yeah, scratch the box, the box, check the itch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. 
All right, so let's move to the third bucket. So where were we at? Oh, you were at the dog park. Perfect weather. Sun's sun's out. Clouds. Sun's semi, out. Cloudy, cloudy. Lightly cloud. Nice chill day. Yeah. Chill is in the temperature, but also chill is in the feeling. Mm-hmm. And where do you go now? Yeah, I mean, yeah, well, that's where it would kind of open up to communication. It's Or conversation, sorry. Like, well, what do we want to do? Do we want to... I don't know, just do we want to hang out at the house, play board games? Do we want to go to a a park, just Caitlin and I, and let the dogs kind of sleep, but me and her just kind of like go take in some nature somewhere? Or it, it sounds a little bit more like chore, but like do we take on a little task around the house? A couple weekends ago, I mean, I was studying for the PE, so I didn't get to help all that much. But Kayla and I were doing some home improvement things. We were fixing the backyard because it doesn't drain. So we were building up one of the areas of the yard to try and help a little bit more positive drainage. And even though that's chore-based, I still really enjoyed doing it just because I was with her. And it also feels nice to accomplish something because it's my choice to do it. So in, in a perfect day, my perfect day is there would not be one thing that's like next on the list. My perfect day is the openness that would allow for the kind of like after lunchtime break. Yeah. Just yeah. The, 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 the realm of possibility is the perfect day to me. Going back to devil's advocate, if you have that sense of openness, then you don't necessarily have any sense of direction. Can you say? Yeah. So um, if you don't, yes, if you don't really have any goals all that, to go not all who wander are lost. Hmm. Let's let's elaborate on that. Okay. So one of my favorite fr- phrases, and I cannot tell you who said it or where I even heard it, is "time spent wasted is not a wasted time." Okay. Gotcha. Okay. So in that aspect of this perfect day, what happens next type of a thing, it's like, oh, it might be considered us wasting time, or we might be being productive with said time but it's still our choice to do whatever the thing is. Those are the ideal to me thinking about like, it would just be awesome if we could just do this now. And Caitlin's just great at coming up with ideas. So I know sometimes she'd like me to come up with ideas, but her ideas are always just like, just top notch. So it's like whenever, whenever she has an idea, like, Oh, Hey, let's fix the backyard. Like, yeah, let's freaking fix the backyard. Let's do this. And it's just enjoyable to get it done with her. Yeah, and I think that you're not you're not the first person to say that um, being able to accomplish something with your own bare hands, all by choice, is definitely a a bucket that that you have to have in your day. Would you, would you? Oh, agree? easily. Yeah, easily. There's. I mean, you. I've showed you. I've built one of my deck chairs. I've actually gotten time to start building the other. I've cut all the wood now, but it's like. Man, this is something that A, I'm building, B, I chose to build, as in like I chose the actual object as to which I am building, and C, I'm doing it on my time. I mean, you it, what you can't there is literally no negative there. Yeah. So I know you mentioned board games and conversations on where the day could lead, but would you say this third bucket would be the accomplishment of of choice? By choice? Accomplishment by choice? Yeah, I'd say accomplishment by choice. But again, 
as with all of the things that are in my perfect day, Caitlin has to be there. Yeah. There, there, there is no perfect day without hanging out with my wife. Yeah. So, have you... Period. Period, Roger. Have you been, have you been in an argument with... Not to get into your mar- marital life, but have you been in, in a s- significant argument with your wife where you're just not talking? Yeah. So, with that said... Well, we're, well okay, well, where we're not talking or where she's not talking to me? <laughs> <laughs> I guess that the whichever counts... Um, it would be the second one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going, you're going through. Obviously, you're going through a time period where you're not talking to each other. Um, maybe not by yeah. choice, but you're not talking to each other. Yeah. And are you still able to function and smile without her being around? <sighs> Devil's advocate. I'm not yes, saying. I'm yes, not saying it's okay. Yes, I'm but just saying. Not- in the, not nowhere in the same capacity, not even in the same same emotional realm. Mm-hmm. Okay, say in the, in this instance, like I am now by myself. Like either we're we are argued or we're just like like we were long distance for two and a half years. Like there was mm-hmm. a lot of times where I had to do things like I was doing things by myself. Like and I played a buttload of video games in this point in time because video games are fun. Yeah. I like I still enjoy playing video games. I still enjoy like uh, reading comic books. Mm-hmm. Or it's probably one of those two things. <laughs> Maybe working out, but again, I like working out with her, so going by myself it feels more like it's just something that I need to do for like personal upkeep, not necessarily like cuz it's like crazy fun to me. It can be, but it's not always. But yeah. like, yeah, in in those instances, sorry to bring it back to where you were talking about, where like, Kaylin and I aren't together. Yes, I can still have fun. Yeah. Yes, I can still smile. But there's even in even in the instances where I still get completely enthralled in a video game, i.e., Legend of Zelda, because that is my favorite video game series. That is very specific. And I can just Thank you. Completely get lost <laughs> in it. Okay. I still want her to be there. Yeah. Do you think... Even if she's doing something else, like, I still want her to be there. Yeah. And I'm just going to assume one big assumption that she feels exactly the same way, that you that she enjoys spending that time with you, whether you are just playing Zelda. Huh? For the most part. She, yeah. if, if I'm playing Zelda, she would probably rather be like, hey, if we're playing video games, let's play one together. She really likes the, the Mario series games, so, like, Mario Party or whatever it may be like one of those ones we mm-hmm. just got luigi's mansion three and I didn't know that was we've been thing. playing that together too i'm not even gonna pretend there was a luigi's mansion one that i played I, n- I never played any of them either but they were always really highly rated just like all the mario games and there's a reason they're really highly rated it's because they're fun <laughs> yeah yeah i've been through those mario party ones i guess i'm gonna assume there's ones and twos and threes but i've definitely played those mario Mario dude they're on like 10 yeah yeah (laughs) i've played those those are really fun um yeah and it's just something that we can do together and i I guess in my perfect day i'm I'm sure her perfect day would probably have would diverge at this point in time but i love playing board games with her too like we don't i can go an entire day with hanging out with kaylin that the tv doesn't even get turned on Mm -hmm. but it's like there's you you haven't played it with us, but there's this one board game I really really like because it's it's pretty interactive. There's kind of a lot of rules, but yet again with every board game you play it once and it's like oh these all make sense now. 
And, but it's just like it's just a fucking it's a blast, man. What's the game? You can't just this, explain that it. That one's called above and below. Above and below. And that, yeah. So okay. again, for the sake of detail, you know me, crazy yeah. nerdy. No, not at all. Love to live. Lo- oh, no, not at all. I mean, I am a big. I'm a sports nerd too, but it's both ends of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but this game, it does a little bit of everything as far as board, as far as board games are concerned. Um, you're you're like the various decision makings, decision, the choices you have to do. You're only allowed to do X amount of things in a given turn. Um, while it's competitive, it's not backstabbing competitive. You're just trying to do better than someone else, but there's nothing you can do to thwart other people. And I like games like that because it doesn't allow, like, you're not going to argue over, like, oh, why did you screw me over? It's not possible in this game. It's literally not a function of it. So it's like you're, one of the things you can do is go explore. And when you explore, you roll a die. And whatever the die comes up with, you flip to that page in this book and Caitlin would read out a situation and it's like, okay, I have to now choose what I want to do and I can roll the die to see if I can accomplish that task. And that is like D&D, which I've never played, but love the concept of. So, it, Which is one of the reasons why I like the game so much is just because it kind of just lets you dive a little bit into the fantasy realm where it's just like, I am just accomplishing a task because that's what I want to do. Yeah. Because you literally chose that as your function. That is what I'd want to do with this turn. So it's I really, really like that game. So uh, maybe I missed it. When when you are playing this game, are you a companion with your uh, no, other player? No, you're competitors. You're, you're competitors. competitors. But it's in the same way, like, okay, you're two people exploring two different caves. It's like... Okay, who really cares who dug the deepest? It's just like it's about the journey. Yeah, and well, that's kind of what this game. Gets not at. to sound cheesy, but it sounds like you can equate that to life. Like everybody oh, has. Their... Yeah, there's a, a lot of things that I like. Yeah, just across the board, have a pretty significant, at least, thread in common. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'll definitely remember above and beyond, above and below. Above and below. Above and, and below. we have this, it has a sister game that we haven't played yet. It's called Near and Far. Wow. And that is, I, from what I can tell, it's a, you do a similar type thing, but instead of being just like seven turns and the game's over, it's like a, it's like, I think it's like five or six different sessions and they build into each other. Okay. Yeah. So it's like, you got to have a commitment to play it. Well, as in, as any game, I would assume you have to com- you have to be yeah, to but not it. but not like a one night thing. It's like, hey, this is gonna stay out on my kitchen table for the next month, and you guys are coming over like every weekend, and we're gonna do the next thing. Yeah, yeah, I got you. That that kind of a situation. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so let's dive into Shout this. Shout out la- to, the, to the company that made that board game. Yeah. <laughs> um. Let's dive into the fourth bucket. So let's say where do we leave? You Man, we're some, we're you, booking through these. You played some board games, and then you went into you went into making some wood tables and wood chairs, and then now you are where? Okay, so now I guess it depends on what we did with the third bucket of the day that would become what we did on the fourth bucket. Like if we were playing video board games, like in the morning, we probably wouldn't be playing board games in, in, at night, but 
if we were accomplishing something like yard work or whatever it may be in the third bucket, the fourth bucket would definitely be us playing board games or video games. Like without question, that's where we would go with that day. Um, in my ideal perfect day, but for the sake of kind of just like all encompassing, I have to pick a specific day. What we do in the third bucket of the day is board game. Now what we're doing in the fourth bucket of the day is just another just activity just Caitlin and I together would I, I just for the sake of this probably I'm gonna just say we we're going it's a date night. We're gonna go out to dinner, we're gonna go to the movies, we're gonna go like it's always fun to go somewhere new for dinner and it just totally rocks. It's like oh open the menu, there's like eight things I immediately want on said menu. We get dressed up, but like not just fully to the nines, just in the, just so much that it's like, hey, I kind of feel really good about myself right now. And we, you know, but you, but you're still, you don't feel like you're not yourself. We go out to dinner, you know, glass of wine, stop there, stop maybe there. two. I got to stop you there. Hold on, nothing hold on. Get, You said whenever you got ready to go out and you got dressed, yeah. you want to dress good, but you don't want to feel like you're not yourself. Did I hear that right? Yeah. Can you yeah. explain that to me? Yes, absolutely. Okay, so I'm okay. Now I'm going to be talking to you, Roger. I'm going to ask you questions, and that, that'll kind of help elaborate. Please. Okay, your regular work clothes. You wear slacks. I'm assuming either button down or a polo. No neckwear. I don't know what neckwear means. The tie. Tie. No, yeah. I don't wear a tie. Yeah, but you. You but you're either a button down or a polo. Yeah, I'm in a button down. Yeah. Perfect. That is your work clothes. You dress professionally for the situation, but you are, and, and it's dressed nice, but you are not dressed nice for your wife. Now, if you, because, I mean, how, how often, how long do you get to see Steph in an actual given work day? Like, you know, what, hour and a half in the morning, couple hours in the evening, but in the evening, you're not wearing your work clothes. You're, you, I'm assuming you changed out of it. And you went to got to go work out, so now you're wearing kind of more casual clothing. But you're not wearing said nice clothes for her. What I like about this instance, but but on the if you're going too far, say you're wearing a full suit, it's like okay, it looks great, but now, at least with me, now there's like a certain decorum that I have to present because I now I'm wearing a suit, you know, a full suit. If so, I can like pull that back a little bit, I'd be like, or, or now, okay, so now, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm all over the place with this analogy, um, <laughs> but but it, I'm following, yeah. I think. You're, you're following, yeah. I, I'm doing I and use, and it's not the not the greatest thought out thought, but I'm doing it on the fly. Mm-hmm. So okay, now you're going out to dinner with Steph. Mm-hmm. You're going to wear something that you like it might even be your work clothes but there's a certain amount of comfortable you feel in it because now you get to dress nice for your wife not for co-workers that's kind of where i'm getting at with that oh yeah so what i hear um yeah. is essentially you could be wearing the same clothes whether it be at work mm-hmm. or about to go out what's different is the intent on why you're wearing it. 
So you wear nice yeah. clothes because you need to fit in in work culture, in the work environment, corporate world. You yeah. come home and you change and you maybe you just change into the exact same outfit. And the difference is you're not trying to fit in with anybody. You're just trying, you're to, trying to put a smile on your, your wife's wife. face. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, now, and that's but I I wouldn't feel like I still want to impress my wife like even if I'm wearing sweatpants or if I'm wearing a suit, but I'm more comfortable in slacks and a button down than I am in a full suit. Right. So that's where I'm kind of getting at with that. Yeah, I can totally relate to that because uh let's go the other way. If my wife puts on a fancy dress and we're about to go out. Mhm. It's my personal preference that she not wear that fancy dress and she puts on some jeans and a shirt. And I don't care if it's a t-shirt, a blouse, or a sweater, or whatever. Like, she's just literally in casual clothing and she's comfortable. To me, that's more of a turn-on than her being in a fancy dress with makeup. Oh, me too. Yeah. Me, and I've, completely me too. To and me, I that's, don't think that's dressing would believe up. believe me saying that, but that's tr- definitely true. Yeah. And I, yeah, I've actually told her straight to her face, like, I don't want you wearing that makeup. I think you should not wear makeup and be natural and, and do you. And she's explained to me that, I don't know if it's all women. That's not but, how that works. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know if it's all women, but for her, it's it, it, what makes, it makes her feel differently when you put on that makeup and that nice dress. And it gives yeah, her and more confidence. Yeah, and it also feels like she's supposed to. So she's going to feel, now she's not going to feel comfortable in a, social setting because she's not wearing the, the makeup and not wearing the nice dress yeah well isn't that so ironic while me and you would prefer them to be and, and like i would never tell caitlin really what to wear but just in this instance like we would both prefer like our wives to be comfortable and happy because like oh you're you're comfortable right now you don't feel like you have to keep it all together in this situation mm-hmm. but they probably feel more comfortable wearing the makeup and the dress in that situation because that's probably a little bit much more expected. Yeah. Now I am totally making assumptions right now. Oh, absolutely. Um, you might you might get in the doghouse for for making that assumption, but I get it. I understand maybe it's just a guy to guy thing, but it's so ironic that we come home from work trying not to fit mm-hmm. in and and dress comfortably and they come home from work and feel the need to dress in Whatever clothing that makes them feel like they fit in or um, is most appropriate for the the dynamic that occasion. we're about to walk into the occasion, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's, that's a that's probably a terrible assumption to say out loud, but um, I'm sure we'll hear from it from some other ladies at some point in time. Yeah, yeah. but I, I get it. I get it. Um, when you say you want to get dressed in the way you want to get dressed, it's it's really just by choice and intention. Um, as you mm-hmm. go out with your wife to to whatever rest, I guess restaurant is that where we left off. You yeah. were going to go to a restaurant before yeah. I rudely interrupted yeah. you. Yeah. Okay. You're you're just the worst. Yeah. <laughs> no. So then, probably after that restaurant, um, hmm, I mean, I guess it depends what time it is. But let's just say for for the sake of conversation, that the next thing what's happening is like some, there's some awesome movie that just came out that like we both really want to see. And we just get to go to the movies and we, it'd be just like, you know, again, just Kayla and I hanging out with each other. I get to nerd out like crazy and she gets to be 
pretend she's listening to me. <laughs> uh, nerding out at the movie? Or what? Yeah. Okay. Either, either. well, okay, if we're watching a Marvel movie, we're probably enjoying it. If we're watching a DC movie, she's listening to me complain the entire time. Ah, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. but I mean, in the ideal day. Yeah. In my ideal day, DC has announced a movie, and I like the casting. Yeah. Yeah. That has not really happened yet, bar probably Wonder Woman. Maybe Shazam. Shazam turned out to be pretty good, but other than that. Which, for the record, I just watched Shazam, and it was way better than I thought it was going to be. Yes, totally. Uh, totally that, agree. Well, that's because it I had zero expectations. Good. I had zero expectations of the movie. I got it mixed up with that Shaq movie that happened out a long time ago. I am Kazam. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Boy, was I off, because I, th- I was expecting a big, tall black man to come into that movie, and I was totally <laughs> the wrong superhero. <laughs> well, he was a genie, but still. Oh, sorry, my bad. Um, okay. Yeah, man. But yeah, okay. So, uh, so yeah. Now we're just gonna fill in the details of the perfect day. We're gonna backtrack. Yeah. Well, DC, uh, but, DC, and Star Wars have somehow heard my complaints, and they're like, you know what? Your ideas are really good. We're gonna do those things. And I'm like, hell yes! I just saved both franchises. Well, because since you're on the topic of Star Wars, likes to think Roger, my ideas are the best ideas. Well, since you're on the topic of Star Wars, what is your qualm of Star Wars? Well, okay, so I'm I'm much more open to this new trilogy than a lot of people. Um, but with this newest movie that came out, the uh, I say newest is in like in the trilogy, so I guess Episode Eight. Um, half of it was really good. Half of it sucked. Ah, uh, okay. And I could, I can, <laughs> I can tell you exactly like what half was good. The half with Ray and Kylo Ren was awesome to me. They created a dynamic between the two, and it was it. They elaborated on the gray area between good and evil. Like okay. not everything done bad is actually bad because it's like say in- intention is entirely involved in the situation and not everything done for good is actually good and now we can get into a huge philosophical debate that i can't remember anybody's names as far as like hey um it's a good action good because of the end result or the intention there's a huge part of that but i liked i really liked the fact that the newest star wars movie highlighted that it allowed for a more realistic human experience in the Star Wars universe. You following me? I'm surprised. How did you get all that from a 30-second trailer? I don't... No, no, no. This is not the one that's coming out in December. I have not seen that trailer. I like... I like I, because trailers tend to spoil a lot of movies, for Star Wars, I go in without ever seeing the trailer. Okay. So you're referring to the actual movie? Yeah, I'm referring to the actual movie, Episode 8. The one that's coming out in December is Episode 9. Okay. I thought... Yeah. I don't know what number was coming out. I just know that there was one coming out, and the trailer is just one big 30-second soundtrack, and there's there's really nothing going on except her waiting for a flying object coming at her. Hey, don't, don't, don't. Oh, sorry. I, did I, 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 can't did, did I ruin that? Man. What oh, did man. I do? What? <laughs> Shoot. Well, that... uh, but the other half of that movie, I'm t- that, the one that, I was act- that, that came out, was a Finn and Rose thing. They went to I'm the sorry, casino what? world. Finn and, and Rose. Finn is a 
character and Rose is the other character. It's the black guy and the Asian girl. Oh, pulled the race card. He is. <laughs> yeah. He's not African American because uh, he's from England. Cut that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, I know who you're talking about. I saw the movie. Yeah. Um, okay, so but they go to the casino world to try and find some hacker because like Poe Dameron is trying to like overthrow the like his superior officers because he thinks he they didn't tell him the plan uh, because he's a main character and he's supposed to know the plan, even though he's not at their level of um, authority. Like they are generals, he's just a captain. I can't tell you all the levels of military authority, but I can tell you for certain, general is above captain. Yeah, I'd agree with and, that. Yep. <laughs> um, but so he's trying to like do, he's trying to be a hero instead of like list, just following orders. And the orders in this instance aren't like allow everybody to die. They're actually letting everybody escape secretly. He just doesn't know. Um, so he's trying to like do his own thing. And, it doesn't work out. Finn and Rose get captured. They escape through um, various completely circumstantial things happening, like a ship blowing up, stuff like that. Um, and then they land on the the, plan- the salt planet, and then F- Finn is about to sacrifice himself um, to allow everyone to escape, but then Rose stops him just in time, and he doesn't die. So... If, but the thing is, if you eliminate them from the story, if you say none of their stuff happened, it does not change a single event in the movie. Okay. That's what I don't like about it. I uh, don't like that half of the movie because like, it took away all of the weight of everything they did. Because if you eliminate, if you take, eliminate them, nothing changed. Ooh, so that segues into what I'm about to recap with this whole conversation Ooh, oh that's this is yeah. good this is good listen to this okay here listen to this yeah, connection i got you I'm all ears in this whole conversation you lifted you listed your four buckets and it was the perfect day these are all the things you would do in a perfect day and in every yeah. single bucket you mentioned your wife right uh-huh. everything you do is going to be with your wife if sure. if you took everything out of it out of the day you took away the board games you took away the video games you took away the perfect weather and um, the breakfast and the cartoons. You took all that away and you just had your wife. Mm -hmm. Would you still have your perfect day? For sure. Okay. So isn't that for for comparison's sake, me hanging out with Caitlin is the Ray and Kylo Ren portion of the star Wars story. Everything else is the Finn and Rose. Well, it could have been a fun adventure. You take it out. That didn't change. That didn't affect my my story of my day. Yeah, so I'm not going to pretend like I remember who all the characters were, but point is, <laughs> the, the the movie you were describing was Caitlyn. Oh, I, yeah. Let's go that way. The movie you were describing yeah. was was Caitlyn, and removing Caitlyn from the the whole movie um, changes the movie. Changes the movie. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think I understood the analogy with the movie. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what I and just kind of going back to the conversation in a way from Star Wars. If Caitlin was in what, but it's your, like your favorite thing. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie; it was hard to follow with all the names. I can't even remember half the names of people in my office. So uh, that's not true. But anyways, it's a gift, man. It's a gift. 
I will, uh, I will, I, what I notice is that obviously Caitlin was in every aspect of the day. But I also know, n- knowing you personally, that these, these are your four buckets. Just to recap what the four buckets were, it was you would, uh, you know, wake up, spend time with Caitlin. That's your wife. Then the second part mm-hmm. was the dog park. That's your dogs. So you got your Caitlin, you got dogs. And the third part was, um, kind of generalized An accomplishment. Accomplishment. Yep. And then the fourth, the fourth bucket was more time with Caitlin. Is that right? Yep. Okay. Knowing knowing you and Caitlin personally, you two like to travel, and it is a very big priority for you two to travel in the coming years. Yes. So, why wasn't that a bucket? That you mentioned oh, it, previously, because um, if I'm running for, for, okay, well that's a good question. Thank you. And I feel you. like thank it's you. a kind thank of a you. two or three part answer. So I'm sorry for the the Give lack of me. immediate brevity. But traveling costs money. Hmm. Mm. But we said it was a perfect day. Money doesn't matter. Money always matters. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um. Keep going, keep going, keep going, keep um, going. Two, traveling takes us away from our dogs, probably. Mm-hmm. And, it, like, it's just we really like spending time with our dogs. It's really relaxing. Um, but I, I did say earlier on, like, hey, man, if we're talking vacation type of stuff, like walking on a mountain, going hiking, taking in nature and all that stuff is extremely high on my, like, soul-fulfilling list. But... If you're like, what would you rather have more of in your life? Like, it would it be traveling away from home or being home, doing what you want to do, but your family's there? I'm going to be at home doing what I want to do, but my family's there. I, I see what you're saying, but I also think that if this was your perfect day and no money mattered, right, you would wake mm-hmm. up. You would wake up, uh, eat your breakfast, go straight to the airport with your dogs in hand, find them first-class seats, and give yourself first-class seats, and all of you would fly somewhere. And granted, that somewhere is probably super far, and it would take half a day to get there, so that's a large portion of your bucket of hours. Sure, I get that. But let's say... Let's say let's not worry about the quantity, but more of the quality. So the quality is you both, all of you, every family member involved would jump on a plane and fly to wherever you wanted, and you could go to a dog park in Argentina or a dog park in China or whatever, and mm-hmm. you could still play board games while you're on the plane, or um, you could build that fort or table or pottery um, in China, right? And then, you know, you would go to date night and pick some flowers and put it in the pot that you just built. Like, without money, without having to worry about money or the responsibility of life, does that, what I just described more of a, is that described more as a perfect day? Would it more epitomize a perfect day for me? Um, All I can say is, in that one, maybe. Yeah. The the true answer is maybe. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... Because with new places and whatnot, whatnot, it isn't stress-free. The stress is different. Mm -hmm. For sure it's different. But if I'm taking my dogs on a flight, 
like for it just it just to pick holes in it. They've never been on a plane before. I would spend a lot of that plane flight trying to console my dogs. I'm sure if they flew on a plane a hundred times, they would still be freaked out by it. Yes. Yes, I, so, I see so your point. That, that wouldn't be a stress-free day. Um, if I'm going to someplace new, then that means like we're doing all this research and whatnot, maybe ahead of time or even during there. And there's other aspects of that land in that thing that's just like at least some form of a stressor. Again, totally different type, but is a at least marginal stress nonetheless. Mm-hmm. So say like we want a vacation all the details are planned our dogs poof magic there we poof magic there there's great stuff for us to do there's like beaches for us to go walk on there's mountains for us to go hike in there's dinner like ready xyz that kind of stuff oh easy perfect day but i haven't ever experienced that so in this specific perfect day i can only talk from experience yeah no that's a fair point how do you how do you say that you want a perfect day when you have no idea? Well, when you I have an say, idea, but you but with at least with us, at least the way my brain is, I'm pretty sure yours is is similar. I can never forget about the details that go into things. It's it's literally not possible for me to not at least consider some other vantage point of whatever I'm doing. Yeah, there's two approaches. So like us, like very structured minded people. Uh, engineers in general, you start from the beginning and you plan your way to the end, right? That's basically how we do things. Then there's or the, you or you work backwards, but you're definitely still filling in the specifics. Right. You start backwards. You you find the endpoint and you work out the little details to get to the endpoint, regardless of the challenges yeah. or the risk. You still work your way towards it. So yeah. Even though even though the perfect uh, dream of you know, um, what's the word? Of adventure, yeah. Vanishing or, or teleporting from one point to the next, you still think of all these risks and stress points that could occur, right? But that doesn't change. Yeah. That doesn't change the destination of the perfect day. It just means that there are things to be considered to experience the perfect day, right? Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Right. So if you. If you still, I, I mean, it, it is perfectly okay to identify the risk and the, um, and all the the stress points to get to the perfect day. But it, you, these aren't. This isn't the scenario that you thought of, right? You immediately thought of what is the realistic perfect day, and yeah, and I guess the the objective of the conversation is there is a benefit in thinking of th- there there is a benefit of thinking of of not. Are not thinking of all the risks and liabilities and and all that, because if if you think the perfect dream, you're th- essentially thinking of the end goal, and if you mm-hmm. have your laser focus on the end goal, and then work backwards and fill in all the details and all this all the stuff that's going to go wrong, you're still focused on reaching that point, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that doesn't. I mean that kind of doesn't seem like the life that you that we live that you live that I live. We still think from the beginning and work our way towards the end. And sometimes yeah. there's so many risks involved that we never reach that perfect end. Would yeah, you say that? Very much so. Yeah. So is there anything that's going to? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm gonna, I'm gonna like I'm gonna add one other thing for for just food for thought kind of in here. Mm-hmm. 
So this is perfect day scenario. As perfect day is in, it kind of essentially never gets old. It's always been, it's always the perfect day. What would be a more fulfilling life? A perfect day being this hypothetical, almost hyperbolic adventure that would happen at the whim of a hat, but could essentially only happen, you know, every so often, or is it better to have a perfect day that could technically happen every weekend? It's always going to be perfect. It's always going to be relaxing. It's always going to be enjoyable and fulfilling, and it gets to happen more. But I understand it's like, oh, maybe eventually you would devalue it because it's more common. But it's like, but we're talking about perfect. We're talking about top tier. Mm-hmm. So devaluing wouldn't, or like, you know, it wouldn't be something that could happen here. Yeah, that's kind of a roller coaster because you think, well, kind of navigating through this conversation, it is here's the perfect day, and it's likely never going to happen because of all the responsibilities of life, right? That's kind of yeah. how it started off. Then it kind of ends towards this note where. Well, maybe the perfect day should have the uh, less frequency being maybe just the weekends or maybe just every other week or something like that because you long for that perfect day and you can experience the stress to have that um, that pullback or that, that, that opportunity for you to appreciate that perfect day. So, yeah. so then it leads to the question, do you, to you, well, and I think I know the answer, it, it leads to the question, do you want the perfect day every day? Probably not. Because you want the opportunity to appreciate it, right? I would say yes, but also it would be my brain saying there's other things that would need to be done. Because <laughs> yeah. I can't, I can't, can't turn I off. can't even kind of like fathom the idea of living a kind of like having my life go in a certain way where I could just completely ignore responsibility. Well, I'm not necessarily I'm not necessarily saying like I wouldn't be able to like forget it for a day, but also like even if you have a perfect day, so you have a perfect day, rent still due, utilities still have to happen, you still have to eat. Right, but no one's really saying. I say no one. No, the the idea is not forget about it or neglect your responsibilities. It is just identifying the things that make you purely happy and then how would you and would I want to do them every day and how would you how would you do it so if working out 30 minutes a day makes you happy are you going to take the appro- uh, the approach and identify areas within your day you can consistently put that 30 minutes in the answer is yes right because there's a lot yeah. of things that could squeeze itself in and uh, debunk you or whatever the word is deter you from reaching that 30 minutes but if you love it so much, you you are going to work it in. Yeah. Same thing with the dog park. But see, the, you're you're talking about a specific single action that doesn't take up much of your day. Say you loved working out, but every time you worked out, it took five hours out of the day. Yeah. You wouldn't be able to do that every day. Right. Right. But yeah, so it is a goal though, right? Uh, a dog park. Dog park is something you can do every day. Reasonably. Yeah. It may be other people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so someone, my dogs someone they, out they there, yes. yeah, someone out there, whether they're listening to this or not, is going to respond in such a way that says, if you want this to happen, if you want this in your life and it makes you happy, 
there should be no excuses on you getting that and you making it happen. So that 30 minutes a day or the dog park or the board game, if that's something that truly brings you happiness, it will happen. What do you say to that person? I mean, I say yes, but I also say life still has its responsibilities. And since our perfect day that we're talking about now is not hypothetical, yeah. then sometimes other things have to come first. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's all, I guess it's all perspective. Um, I'm sure I see, I see where I agree with you and I see where I could disagree with you, but it's, I don't know. It's so interesting. That's why I think this conversation, this topic, this concept is so thought provoking is yeah. because for instance, and I can think of a major example is you constantly incorporating your wife. So I've talked to numerous people before this, and no one has said that they want that consistency of the significant other in every aspect of their bucket, uh, every bucket of their life. Yeah. In fact, in fact, most of the people that I've talked to said that this is a one bucket that I want in my day that separates me from everyone, that, that self-awareness, self-improvement bucket. And you, yeah. you didn't have that bucket, and that's very unique. Which I, and I admire you for that, and I appreciate your I appreciate the love you have for your wife, and 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 that it's so evident, especially because well, thanks, man. She's not here. You've identified your priorities, and she's been in every single one of those priorities. Yeah. So kudos to you, making me look like a terrible husband. Everybody's worse. Um, <laughs> no, no, but he, this is actually something I told Caitlin a while back, and it's something I genuinely do believe. And this is not, actually, I mildly told you that before, but it was kind of in a joke. Um, I consider myself to be kind of like top-tier husband. But that is not because of the actions I do. I do my actions to consider myself a top-tier husband. Does that make sense? It's intent before it. Yeah, it's intent before it. Yeah, actions, like, right? like... I I say like I'm like oh like I I am a very good husband, so I want to do things to feel like I can call myself a very good husband, and that might be a little bit selfish and it's like in t- original intention in this one, but it's also like if I say I'm a good husband and go around and do something dickish, like then I'm lying either to myself or to my wife or whatever it may be. But it's something that I identify as is a good husband. So I I do actively want to do things that makes that statement true. I admire the awareness, but I also see the fault in that. In that, and here's why I say that: because uh, by example, my, let's let's say my parents, uh, and, and mm-hmm. I, could, I think my wife's parents too, they put in many many hours of work. And uh, they, they got to the point where they were almost, or at least my parents were, non-existent, non-existent in my childhood and, and me growing up. And mm-hmm. in their mind, they had the best intentions. And the best intentions were, I'm going to work and work and work. Either I am going to provide for my family or I'm going to show an example of what hard work is. And that's generally mm-hmm. in all Asian culture. But yes. So the intent is there, and it's obvious. My dad, my dad was very similar to the same way too. Right, and and I'm not Asian. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't know. You got to take that uh, 
23 um, No, I, I'm pr- I'm pretty positive I'm <laughs> whiter than white. <laughs> yeah, but, but 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 then you get my point. Is you have they have good intentions, but the way it is conveyed, not so much, right? Is an absent I mean, father yeah. as um as good of a father as one who's present? I you I, I kind of lost you in the beginning of that question. Is an absent father as good as a present father? Well, that then that's all about perspective. But I want to be the present father. Uh-huh. I want to be the present husband. I want to be the attentive and supporting husband. I personally, and then this isn't even necessarily on a husband aspect. This is on a James personality aspect. Get much more enjoyment out of life and much more fulfillment by helping. I don't do well or enjoy it as much if I'm doing self-care. My mm. self-care is helping Caitlin. And, and now that, that sounds like dependency. And to, a, to an aspect, it can be kind of construed that way. But is this is the thing that I do that makes like the depression not take over is by helping. And now everybody has some, some other people get into working out a lot more and like that self care, like helps them like, you know, stay positive. And that's fantastic. Awesome for those, those people. That's just not me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I admire that. I admire that. I think me personally, I function differently, but, uh, and it's, it's like you described that, um, that's I don't know. The solo time is how I stay positive and, and keeps me a little bit sane. Whereas mm-hmm. you, whereas you, spending more time with someone, especially your wife, uh, takes care of that 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 positivity, yes. right? Yeah. Yeah, because now it's I'm it, it, even the little aspects, a lot of small things. It almost feels selfish to me. And that I mean, I do I actually think it's selfish to take care of yourself? No. Not at all. But it's mm. just like, even if I'm just doing something that is a James-specific task, I'm like, but does like, does Caitlin need help with anything? And if she doesn't, then I'm cool with doing a James thing. Yeah. But if she does need help, I want to do the help thing. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you, man. I, I appreciate that. Uh, unselfishness, if that's the word. Is that a word? Unselfishness? Hey, if it, if I know what you mean by it, it's a word. <laughs> okay, so we just hit um, hour and fifteen minutes. Was that easy or hard? I mean, it's easy. Yeah. So it's always easy <laughs> to talk. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So just to end there on that note, um, you had your four. Okay, yeah, you identified your four buckets, and I think we had great conversation about. Um, where your priorities lie, and um, oh, now I'm on, on like second thought. I'm like, oh man, I would have rather said this. Well, you can definitely listen to it all and then have second thoughts the entire time. That might That's make you feel Yeah, yeah. But you you identify what's important to you, and it sounds like um, obviously your wife and your dogs, and spending time with other people rather than yourself, and accomplishing things with your with your own hands. Those are all things that that are super evident and and you identified that there there is a strong difference between what's ideal and what is reality and Mm -hmm. in your mind 
reality will always influence what the ideal is. Is that a true statement? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Um, does that kind of summarize, you know, in two yeah, sentences how this conversation went? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Let's stop there. And then, you know, on a personal note, how did, and feedback session, how did you think this, this hour went? I mean, it went by easy. Yeah. Um, we always have a really easy time talking to each other. Yeah. So I feel like that helps. Um, yeah, I just like the, the familiar, the familiarity definitely does help. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in general for just like flow, uh, you know, a flow of conversation. Yeah. yeah, man. Do you I think, think, I think it was a? Would you say this conversation system. was um, at any portion unique? Yeah, not a lot of people ask those types of questions to people. So I just think the concept is unique. Not a lot of people want to say like, "Hey, perfect day," and why. It's just it, it, as far as a topic is concerned, it's I feel like less common. Because a lot of times people talk about you know, what, what did you do last weekend or what are you like things, just individuals just kind of talk pieces, things, or they're discussing, discussing something other than themselves, either what movies did you, what TV shows, what books, you know, did you see what happened in politics? It's never really a kind of dive into personality type conversation. Personalities come out, but that's not the intention. Ooh, that's a good one. I never thought about that. Yeah, so it's like I'm I'm not necessarily attacking, well, not attacking, but you're you're essentially diving. in a very friendly way, and this is a positive. You're psycho psychoanalyzing. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I never the other yeah the other day someone was asking me like if you want to be a better psychiatrist you should not do this and this and this, and the first thing I said was I'm not trying to be a psychiatrist, <laughs> <laughs> but essentially like what I am trying to do is just navigate thoughts and feelings of other people and and see where i what i have in common what i don't and what i could learn from the things that i don't have in common so yeah okay okay um how about me driving so obviously i'm trying to practice my interviewing skills and and driving the conversation do you feel like you were being driven do you feel like you were or do you feel like you kind of just took off mostly take off um yeah i you, I mean, to be fair, you do know me. Once you start me on a topic, I can just kind of go with it. Yeah, no, um, there, there were definitely times where I knew this would be a good time to um, let you run, you know, just to kind of see yeah, how much... Yeah, and I feel like with me... <laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. Uh, some of it was intentional, some of it wasn't. Um, knowing you, I, I just I just like to see where where you would land and... I also was curious to see how far from the original path you would go. Um, <laughs> That's totally fair. <laughs> I agree with that statement. <laughs> and that and that was just fun. But I know that it, had you been a stranger, um, it would be my responsibility to bring you back to the to the original path at some point, a little bit quicker too. Especially to squeeze yeah, it in and that's an a, hour. that is one of the things I'd say I was gonna say is like definitely with when you're interviewing people that talk like I do, it's not a how to start, it's how to get them back. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess my only attempt was the segue back into Star Wars and the, which I thought was brownie points for me. 
Yeah, uh, kudos. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anything else before we like for real, for real, close it up? No, bud. I think I'm good. Okay. Did you have fun? Yeah, man. Did you? Absolutely. It was really great to hear his buckets and what's important to him on a daily basis. And through those buckets, I learned more about myself, just like I do with all these conversations. The objective behind all these conversations is to hear what's important to other people so that I can better identify what's important to myself. And all the little details that we talked about really revealed a lot more life lessons that I take with me for the rest of my life. Like the differences between being an extrovert and introvert. You know, I thought I was an introvert with extrovert tendencies and other people who are extroverts have that influence on me to bring that out more and more and more every single day. And I appreciate that. Then we talked about there is such thing as too much of a good thing. Of course, there's too much bad, right? But we never really think about if there's too much good, would we miss the bad? And not necessarily, you know, bad, but but like stuff like responsibility. If we never had responsibility or goals, there has to be a point in time where we actually miss it and we want more of it. We just want to be able to control how much of it we bring into our day. There was, uh, we, we talked about the power of choice and just the simple thought of being able to choose what you do and how you live your life is really all what we are looking for. We're just looking for that sense of being able to decide and act upon the things that we want versus other people doing it for us. And then the, the kind of the last life lesson that I grabbed from him was the, the, the sense of self-improvement doesn't always have to be on working on yourself. There is a form of self-improvement that he mentioned where he betters himself by serving, in this case, his spouse. By helping and, and doing as much as he can for his spouse, he in turn begins to improve himself and figure out ways to better himself through that act. And I thought that was pretty amazing because I never thought of it that way. So those are the life lessons I learned from this person who is truly a blessing in my life. This becomes an archive of wisdom that I can always come back and relearn from them the most important things in life. These are lessons that I can't necessarily find in a book. So I hoped that you learned as much as I did from this conversation and continue to come back for more on the next episode. Thanks again. Have a good day. Bye-bye.